Welcome to a daily word of encouragement with Celebration Church in Thomasville, Georgia. We believe that the Bible is God's word to all people. We love God, we love each other, and we are changing our world one relationship at a time. We want to help you know and love God's word. Join Pastor Jimmy Bryson each day as we discover how to seek God and live our lives encouraged by his word. Hey, good morning to you. Hope you're warm and blessed today. Yesterday, <coughs> excuse me, I was talking about the preternatural death of Jesus Christ. Preternatural, the prefix preter meaning to go beyond or to, or to go before, go beyond what is normal. And talked about the fact that Jesus' death was natural, like he died, like everyone else dies. Jesus' death was unnatural, though it was natural, because when people sin, they die, Old Testament, New Testament. You sin, you die. You sin, you die. Jesus never sinned, yet he died. That is unnatural. And then the way Jesus died, death by crucifixion, was definitely an unnatural way to die. And then yesterday was talking about the preternatural death of Jesus, which means to go beyond the natural. And I know I breezed it real quickly because I only had a few minutes, but I was talking about Jesus' time, Jesus' hour, and the fact that Jesus said early on that his father loved him because he laid down his life. And then he said that he has the power to lay it down and the power to take it up again. In other words, Jesus was saying, I'm going to die, but I'm going to be in charge. I'm going to be in control. And we walked through the fact that the hour was the time on the cross when Jesus would glorify the Father by his death on the cross. And um, anyway, so we talked yesterday about his time, the time of Jesus. And even when he died on the cross, he willingly bowed his head and gave up the ghost. So we talked about his time yesterday, and this morning I want to, you know, when I read this and preached it a week or two ago, it really encouraged me. Um, I want to encourage you with the trouble of Jesus, the trouble of Jesus. Jesus got in trouble. Well, just listen. In John chapter 12, verse 23, I'm going to, I'm not lifting it out of context, but there's a lot to unpack here in a little bit of time. So in John 12, 23, the Bible says, And Jesus answered them, saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. So this is that hour, that time that we talked about yesterday. Truly, truly, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat falls in the ground and die, it abides alone, but if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Obviously, that's a truism, but Jesus was also speaking of his own um, soon coming death. And then you get down to verse 27, as he's talking about his death, he says, now is my soul troubled. Now, Jesus knew his time had now come, his hour had now come, and yet the Bible says his soul was troubled. Remember a little bit later on when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane praying, great drops of blood, sweat turned to blood, and Jesus prayed and said to the Father, if it be thy will, <coughs> excuse me, let this cup pass from me, but nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Because Jesus' heart was troubled. The word, the word trouble there means to, means to agitate. 
means to agitate. Jesus' heart was agitated. It means to be shaken. Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say, Father, except from this hour, for this is the reason I came for this hour. And so the, what encourages me is that Jesus' heart got troubled. It means to agitate. It's an inward commotion. It means to be restless. It means to disturb your equanimity, which means you're not even-minded. So even Jesus, even Jesus was troubled. And really, when you look back at the previous chapter about the death of Lazarus, when he approaches Mary or Mary approaches him, and the Bible says that Jesus was troubled. Jesus was troubled. And then in John 13, 13, 21, right after John 12, Jesus reveals at the Last Supper that someone is going to betray him. And then it says in John 13, 21, that Jesus was troubled. Now listen carefully. Three times in three chapters. John 11, John 12, and John 13, Jesus was troubled. His heart was agitated. He had inward commotion. You ever get troubled? Is your heart ever agitated? You ever become restless? Are you ever not evenly minded? Jesus actually felt your pain. And then you get to John 14, verse 1, right after John 13, after his heart was troubled, Jesus says to his followers, let not your hearts be troubled. Isn't that interesting? Like Jesus just literally felt trouble for three straight chapters and he knew that as he told them he was going to go away, even though he was going to send the comforter, he knew their hearts would be agitated. He knew they would struggle with inward commotion. He knew that they would become restless on the inside and he knew that they would be uneven-minded. And so he says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And then he goes on and explains he's going to send the Holy Spirit. And then he says in John 14, 27, he says, peace, I'll leave with you. Not peace like the world, my peace I give unto you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. The word peace there means tranquility and harmony. And so the gift of Jesus to us because Jesus knew there would be times when our hearts would be agitated. He knew there would be times we would have inward commotion. He knew there would be times we would become restless. Jesus' gift to us was not just peace, his peace. And so I want you to be encouraged today that some of you even now are troubled. You're troubled in your mind, in your heart. You're not evenly minded right now. You're restless about some things. You're Equanimity has been disturbed, causing you to be unequally minded. Be encouraged. Jesus was troubled. And the antidote to that is Jesus left you his peace. So embrace the peace of Jesus today and allow him to calm all your agitation, all your inward commotion, all your restlessness, and bring even-mindedness back to you in his name.